Hello, and on this episode, I am here with Seth Goldfarb of Decentralize All the Things. Hey, Jason. How are you today? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me. Oh, yeah, of course. So could you tell me a little bit about your podcast? Yeah, so uh, it was started by my friend Joshua Duchesne. Uh, he w- is pretty into the audio space and blockchain as well. So combining his passions, uh, he started a project uh, taking audio from blockchain conferences, specifically the W3 conference and uh, an event they had at Burning Man, actually. And they've been condensing that into episodes of podcasts. And we want to eventually grow that into an entire podcast network and have different kinds of content on there. So some hopefully some more educational stuff and some stuff on the news side, cover all the bases. And how long has the show been going? Uh, it, the first episode came out a, a couple months ago. So pretty pretty new. And I suppose what motivated you to start this show or to join this show? Um, I'm well. I actually started doing a show called Sealcast uh, for a company I was working for last year, uh, and that was my first experience with podcasting, and had such a good time with it that I've been looking for opportunities to keep it going. Uh, I've got I started filming a little content here and there with some friends, but not enough to put out a full uh, show of my own yet. So. I was just talking with them recently about uh, what they've been working on, and I really, I really like what they're doing. I think it's a really cool idea. Uh, so, yeah, we just talked about partnering up and letting them use that, use that content. So, yeah, that's where I'm coming from. And have you done any other shows in the past? Uh, I have a yes. I'm not sure it was actually released though. Uh, I have a friend, uh, Sean Johnston, who was doing some podcasting for his project coinage.fund uh that's a crypto index fund uh we chatted for a while one day but i don't think he ever actually got around to put an episode out but yeah that's my only experience otherwise and so what have been the biggest challenges of doing these shows oh uh, well getting over the self-consciousness was the first hurdle uh it was really weird hearing myself uh talk like i don't actually like consciously listening to myself talk for the first time uh when I went to, I with uh, Sealcast. I was that was the creator, host, editor. I did everything, so uh, it was interesting learning. It's been a really interesting process of learning what I sound like and what's actually interesting in a podcast. And I don't know how to uh, learning how to interview and all that. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's the whole. I'm treating it, I've been treating it as a learning process, and that's been a really good approach for me. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely tricky trying to DIY everything and figure out how to use Audacity and which podcasting service to use, all that sort of stuff. And so where do you host your episodes right now? Um, just I, all, kind of all over. I've done a few episodes out of my, out of my apartment. I've done a few um, with a friend out of his apartment. He's got a little mic and webcam set up. Uh, that was pretty nifty. Uh, but yeah, most of the other content for Decentralize All the Things thus far has just come from the W3 conference last year. Uh, if you're not familiar, that's a project that's working to basically create a decentralized internet. So imagine being able to get on the internet without uh, having to go through a traditional ISP. That's kind of the idea there. Uh, a bunch of people working on associated technologies. Uh, including blockchain and a, I guess, yeah, Joshua was part of a group. I can't remember. It was 
associated with decentralization somehow uh, that went to Burning Man, and they had a bunch of uh, talks about uh, where they think the future of blockchain is going to be. So yeah, that's where all the content has come from thus far. But like I said, they want to grow it to a whole network, so we're looking to do all kinds of different stuff. And what kind of software do you use for production? Uh, I like Audacity at this point. I, I was doing... With Sealcast, it was also a YouTube channel, so I was cutting that in um, Premiere Pro, uh, the Adobe program, and just exporting the audio from that. And how long did that post-production take, on average? Uh, I would usually spend... I got it pretty streamlined to where it would only take about an hour or so. Uh, I I put a good bit of work on the front end into... Uh, like creating an intro and outro and all that, figuring out uh, like presets of effects um, that I could just kind of slap on there uh, to make life easier. So yeah, once I got it all cut, we ended up with somewhere around 40 minute episodes. And yeah, the bulk of it uh, was just Actually, the bulk of uh, the work actually consisted of just listening to myself and going, okay, is this interesting or is this boring? Do I need to cut it? And generally, how do you prepare for these shows? Uh, well, that with Sealcast, it was, we were specifically interviewing people about their experience in blockchain. Uh, so I, I would try to uh, research the person a little bit and what kind of work they've done, uh, what, you know, what companies they work for, what type of work they're doing. Um, but other than that, it was more, the more interesting stuff was just kind of getting stories from them about how they got into blockchain and, uh, what their perspective on how it, what their perspective was on how it could be, uh, made useful for the ones I've been doing, uh, for that I'm going to contribute to decentralize all the things, uh, those have been a little bit more freeform, uh, but it also, like I said, kind of depends on what the type of content we're doing is. So we've. I've done a few ed- shows with a friend uh, who does blockchain training. Um, so he'll teach people how to like spin up an instance of Hyperledger or Ethereum and start programming with that. Uh, so we'll, for those episodes, we'll pick a project like you know Ethereum or whatever and choose a wallet and uh, we'll actually like trade some tokens on the video and you know talk about what the project is and what it, what their ambitions are and all that sort of stuff uh, for the, you know, for the news content, obviously that's, you know, a bunch, there's plenty of research to be done there, but some of them have just been more free form uh, similar to the old, uh, to what I was doing with COCAS where we were just uh, talking with uh, friends about their uh, experiences with blockchain and what's going on at the moment. So we probably still have guests, but maybe not so much interviews. Yeah. Yeah, more just a casual chat with some friends. And how do you get your guests? I started going to blockchain meetups towards the beginning of last year. And uh, I've met a bunch of people uh, that I just get along with pretty well. Uh, So, uh, you you know, pulling from that pool of friends and I continue to go to continue to go to meetups, uh, going to stuff like the Seattle podcasters meetup shout out for that for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy going to events like that. So I've just mostly met people there. Yeah. Those face-to-face meetings are very powerful. Yeah. It's cool. I like, I'm 
that's been my approach. Uh, I don't know for it, it's, even when I I haven't done too uh, too heavy marketing on any of my projects yet. I'm going to be uh, starting to with uh, decentralize all the things, but I have found that uh, it's I don't know. It's easy to think of. Uh, in marketing, they, they you hear the uh, phrase "content is king" a lot, and people think that it's all an all digital game. But I do like uh, bringing it around and having some face to face interaction. And that if you're not bringing it back around to real life at some point, then I don't know. You it can it just doesn't. Uh, I don't think it's as good as it could be. And do you have any advice for people doing interviews? Yeah, actually, watch yourself. Um, I don't know. That's it's, it is. It can be really tedious, but uh, even from the friends I've talked to who podcast casually, I'm surprised. Um, some of them are more technically minded when it comes to the audio, so they put a lot of attention into just like the, the actual sound quality itself. But um, I don't know. The, for me, the biggest thing has been actually thinking about the audience and what they might find interesting versus, you know, when I'm just spinning the wheels and trying to fill space. Yeah, that's really good. I think way too many podcasters really don't think about the audience or don't make them a priority. Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I certainly don't want to discourage anyone from just picking up a mic and starting a show. Uh, It's certainly, it's very, podcasting is very accessible. That's one of the things I really like about it. Um, like I said, with with Sealcast, I had I really had no experience, and was just kind of lucky that the company I was working for had some equipment available. So yeah, I mean, if you if it's something you've been wanting to do, I certainly encourage you to just pick it up and and start doing it. I mean, honestly, the best way to learn is by just doing it. But you, at some point, you know, if you want people to listen to it, and you, uh, I don't know, if you if that is something you care about, then it is worth paying attention to what people might. Uh, actually find interesting but if you just want to you know if you're doing it for fun or you just I don't know I think of it like jazz like jazz is more jazz isn't always fun to listen to but for the musicians it can be more fun to play than just typical pop or something like that so uh, you know if you want to do it for yourself just do it for yourself there's nothing wrong with that but yeah like I said if you want to put something out there then yeah it's worth listening or thinking about who your audience is. And do you have any other advice for new podcasters? Um, just do it. Honestly, uh, like I said, it's really accessible and uh, it's easy to get into the weeds, asking questions and figure out what you need. But I mean, you really can. Most smartphones are good enough at this point that, I mean, you can just record whatever you want to on there. If, um, if you want to get that minimal with it, uh, but yeah, like I said, learning, learning by doing has been the best way for me. So yeah, if you're thinking about it, go for it. And we touched on this briefly, but about how much time do you think you spend promoting your shows? Well, it's more, it's tricky. I could spend and I, about, I could spend about an hour, uh, whenever I actually put the episode out, uh, just getting the episode on all the different channels and making sure that I'm promoting it on all of the different channels, uh, that I want to. But then afterwards, it's it's more about uh, just being consistent and like if you're promoting on Twitter, for example, like you know, just spend 15 minutes a day, like making a few tweets, t- trying to interact with a few people, and 
so yeah it's not it's not too time intensive it just requires consistency more than anything and have you found any of those channels to be more effective than others i i haven't uh well okay to be honest no because uh none of the podcasts that i've worked with have are i haven't gotten to a point with them where they've grown enough that i can really say uh that one uh channel has generated more traffic than another but just anecdotally from uh what i've experienced so far uh twitter's (laughs) twitter's a weird channel for a lot of people if you're not familiar with it uh it was a mystery to me for a long time uh even as someone who's interested in marketing and all that but uh it is a i don't know it is a place where people just uh have conversations about uh different things it's kind of if you, it's it was interesting to me to the first time I looked at the general statistics uh, about what type of audience is on Twitter, and it's generally just like thirty somethings talking about TV. If you want to get really really general with it, so thinking about it from that perspective made it a lot more accessible. So you could just, uh, you know, you're just jumping into conversations with people who are uh, interested in similar hashtags. And how much do you keep up on like the podcasting industry news? Oh, uh, not really at all, to be honest. Uh, I've been starting to delve into what's going on with the local Seattle scene. Uh, again, with the Seattle Podcasters Meetup, and I know there's a couple of other groups uh, that are getting things going. But nothing too... Yeah, I'm not too tied into the more general uh, group. Okay. And, and do you listen to many podcasts? Yeah, I do. I do like, uh, especially if I've got uh, some of that more, t- uh, like I said, some of that uh, marketing stuff can be just kind of tedious grind stuff, uh, tedious grinding. So I do like having podcasts to listen to then. Uh, all kinds of stuff. I listen to, I mean, everything from like mainstream, like Joe Rogan and Radio Lab down to lately, I've just been uh, checking out, trying to listen to a few episodes from. Uh, the different people that I've met at uh, Seattle Podcasters Meetup. And how do you discover your new shows? That's a good question. Every once in a while, uh, well, again, a lot of it is just word of mouth. Honestly, I just get recommendations from friends. Uh, I've got a few friends who listen to podcasts pretty regularly at work as well. Uh, so a lot of times on the weekends, that'll be a topic of conversation. Just like, you know, hey, what did you find this week? Anything got any recommendations you know that seems like the most effective way of learning about new podcasts yeah have you found that uh pretty consistently with your guests so far yes totally like everybody says that and even when i just try to find listeners that's what they say too yeah yeah getting with you've been getting most of your guests by word of mouth too yes yeah totally yeah it is cool it's um i have to say i was surprised uh I, you know, we had a conversation before the first uh, Seattle podcasters meet up about whether or not, you know, whether or not there was demand for this. And the first one, we had, what, like 25 people show up to the first one. It was, uh, I don't know, it was it was really cool how many people responded and were really excited to meet each other. And uh, yeah, podcasters have been a really cool group of people to interact with in general. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun meeting everybody and seeing all the cool things that people are doing out there. Yeah, yeah, I think that's 
<laughs> that's an interesting way of putting it. If there's anything that unites podcasters, it's I think it is just curiosity. Uh, you know, mo- most people, most people that I've met who have gotten into it are just really interested in whatever topic they're into, whether it's uh, what is it, what's last night I met somebody who does a podcast about uh, just talking to one of his friends while they watch videos from the nineties. Uh, they're really into just old comedies and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and some other, there was another woman who uh, is in the, works with the opera and is doing, getting into uh, figuring out how we, how to do a music podcast. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. So just all kinds of people digging into stuff and going out and yeah, meeting other people, trying to find what's uh, what they find interesting. And as a podcast listener, what are your podcast pet peeves? <laughs> That's a good question. Okay, there there have been a few podcasts I've listened to. Uh, specifically within the blockchain space uh, where people have they're they're more technical interviews so it's not this is you know it's not just a conversation and uh, someone will be giving their opinion and the interviewer will talk over them and it that just uh, that just strikes me in all the wrong ways like you just totally find to disagree but uh, as a as the host, I feel like you have a. Res- As the host, if you're going to be putting out content that is technically minded like that, I think you have a responsibility to uh, do some research. One, do some research so you know what you're talking about, but also, uh, you know, if you're going to have people on and give them that platform, you'll, you've got to let them say what they want to say. So, uh, yeah, you have to be you have to be able to handle disagreement. I think if you're going to do certain types of shows so that's that can be hard to listen to sometimes totally like doing an interview you requires a bit of trust it's not like um i suppose some of those like political shows where they bring someone on just to yell at them yeah yeah i definitely i mean i coming from the marketing perspective i get it because it's it goes back to that whole uh it bleeds it leads mentality uh in the media you know, it, people definitely respond to controversy, and uh, so some people like to just exploit that. And I don't know if do what you want to do, but yeah, that's not that's not how I like to handle my shows. Well, thank you so much for coming to the show. Um, where can people find your podcast? Uh, so Dat Pod is well, yeah, sorry, Dat Pod is uh, short for decentralized all the things. Uh, you can find that at dattpodcast.com. Uh, and that's also on Libsyn and uh, syndicated to most of the major podcasting platforms. So, yeah, look up that podcast uh, and you can find us there. Yeah, so like wherever fine podcasts are found. <laughs> Indeed. Well, thanks again for coming to the show. Yeah, thanks, Jason. Great talking to you. <laughs>